Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. This is Cruise Control. Control. Your on-air automotive magazine with co-hosts Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Control. Everything you need to know about new and used cars. Control. Industry news. We'll fix or repair your car on the air. Control. Fasten your seatbelts and let us take the wheel. Now, your ride is about to begin. Control. Because you're on Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Cruise Control. That's right. Your ride is about to begin. Whoa, it actually has begun. Welcome, everyone. It's Fred Staub and Les Jackson. Ready for another great hour of automotive information there, Les? I am. I'm all buckled up. (laughs) And uh, I've cleaned the windshield. Oh, good. It looks very clear from where I can see it. Yep. We're going to start this hour with a list of vehicles that are selling over MSRP. Will this ever change? I don't Um, know, but there is a list from IC Cars of vehicles that sell over MSRP. It's great prep if you're going to buy a vehicle and uh, you won't be shocked when you walk in. Don't buy one of them. (laughs) (laughs) Don't buy one Uh, of them. No, there's plenty of great vehicles. Buy something else. Anyway, Hertz and GM team up for fleet electrification. Here it comes. Yeah, and this is not electrified. This has a Hemi in it. We're going to talk about Dodge revealing two more of its last call models. These are the models that are going to be the last models with the Hemi engine in it. We'll talk about both of them. Do you know, I think there's going to be seven models. Do you think anyone is going to buy one of each? There's always somebody (laughs) who does that. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, talking tech, uh, cars that know how you feel and have your back when it comes to the road. Now, this is seems maybe a little frivolous, but I think it's a really good idea. (laughs) Gee, Les, you appear not to be happy today. How can I make it better? Yeah. How about well, a seat massage? Generally, <laughs> now I like generally when the car talks to me, it says, you look horrible. Yeah, well, if you have a Tesla, it might not be talking to you because one owner found out he got locked out of his vehicle and they told him it would cost $20,000 to get back in. And uh-huh. their windows are getting pinchy. They seem to have problems with things like doors and windows. You know, the auto industry uh, has cleared those problems up a while ago, haven't they? Well, the rest of the industry did. <laughs> um, with one exception. <laughs> anyway, uh, are you ready for Megazilla? Well, <laughs> well it, it could be coming to an engine bay near you. You're going to need a guy in a rubber suit walking around right. on the set. You're going to need a generous engine bay, so... You know, don't plan on putting it in your MG. <laughs> oh, man. That would be, yeah, that would definitely be SEMA-like to just jam it, would it be in crazy. there. Yeah, just get that get that uh, torch out and just open it up, yeah. Um, we're also going to get to a couple of stories we didn't get to last hour. Uh, hitchless towing, which yeah. um, hmm. seems weird. And BMW decreasing its electric range or limiting it. What do we think about that? I don't know. And an electric car that can charge in 10 minutes, but hopefully it doesn't start glowing. We'll talk <laughs> about that and more when uh, yep. 
<laughs> Fred Staub, that's me, and Les Jackson. Come back on Cruise Control. Stick with us. We will be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. This is your on-air automotive magazine. Now, those of you out there who are buying or have bought new vehicles <laughs> probably noticed. I, I, I'm sorry. That's nothing against you. but <laughs> No, but you've, you've probably noticed that uh, you can't get a deal on them and in many 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 cases the dealers are actually tacking on additional money now we've been advising you go somewhere else uh, or <laughs> buy if something you different but anyway uh, we have a list yeah from of, iccars.com uh, yep from of the uh, of the vehicles that are selling for some percentage above MSRP yeah, and, and there's a list. We'll kind of go through them from the bottom. Genesis GV80 sells for ten grand over its sticker. Yeah. Genesis, uh, Ford, great vehicles. Yeah. It is. And Ford Maverick, is. they've been selling above since they introduced them. I saw a great piece uh, on Maverick where they looked at it and they said – it was a great design by Ford because it cut the manufacturing costs, and they did things like to get crush space in the back of the truck, they the spare tires underneath the bed, but it has a thing that will cut through the tire if you get hit in the back to expand the tire and create more crush zone. So they, well, they did – it's called engineering, folks, right? It's called engineering. Yeah. Um. Let, let's move up the list. Jeep Gladiator, $8,000 over the sticker on average. It's that, getting up there. And the Lexus RX 350L, 9000 over 9000 uh, Again, we're not suggesting you pay this. <laughs> no. Um, just walk away. Either don't buy it or wait. get something else. Wait until everything squares away. Yeah. Um, just... Jumping ahead, mini hard door, hard top two door, not necessarily a, you know, it's kind of a unique car, but it's not necessarily one that you would uh, say, oh my gosh, that's that's something worth waiting for. Um, that, pretty common. That's right. 5,426. As I told you, I had uh, a friend of the family buy an Accord and had to spend $5,000 over the sticker. They just, just don't do it. Just don't uh, do Mer it. Mercedes uh, Benz GLB. Right. Uh, that's 7650 over. Um, again, it's worth it in any of these cases. Phone, you know, look up around the country. Yeah. There's bound to be a dealer of that brand who's selling at least for MSRP. And frankly, and I don't, yeah. frankly it's worth it to take a plane there fly and, out there and drive it back and get a cab over to the dealer and drive it yep. back could be a little bit of an adventure too right sure you can get it serviced by any dealer so it doesn't matter that you by law buy they have to service it now we get up into some chunky additional things uh <laughs> over over msrp chevy corvette of course they've had trouble building these things they've had all kinds of things happen great car lots of demand 
14697 over MSRP. This is one vehicle, if you go to whatever Kerbeck is called these days because they sold, they, they typically will sell at MSRP. It's real easy to pick it off, and they, yeah. they know there's another one up in uh, New Hampshire. I can't think of his name. It's, uh, I think, a Mick something or other uh, dealer. And Corvette people are like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> they know it, the name <laughs> of it. But they advertise, sell at MSRP. So basically go on their site, say, I want that one at MSRP. I'm, I'll send you a check or however you want me to transfer the money and right. go up and pick it up, right? That That's right. That's right. Uh, same is true with the Porsche Cayenne. Oh. Uh, nice car. 16750 over. No. No. <laughs> no. Not doing it. Wrangler. No. Wrangler Unlimited, which is the four-door version of the Jeep Wrangler. $8,877 over. <clears throat> You've been able to buy Jeeps for the last 75 years. Just wait. <laughs> uh, Genesis <laughs> GV70. Uh, people love Genesis. It's a great brand, great vehicles. 10278 over. Uh, yes, the Porsche Macan. Uh, 14221 over. And the good old Jeep <sighs> Wrangler two-door. 8433 Again. Again. Uh, don't well i mean you know if you have to buy something shop around different. shop, shop around. around yeah i've gone online and seen that you know there's three dealers and two of them will sell it at msrp with no markup and you know what they get my business so that's over at iccars.com yep. if you want to see the full list fred stop les jackson we will be right back on cruise control Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. We uh, we just went through the <laughs> the markup prices on other vehicles and don't do it. Hey, stay away. Yeah, just uh, a little bit of shopping. You can save yourself five thousand dollars, right? Absolutely. Or more, you know. Absolutely. Um, would you like to explain uh, hitchless towing to me? <laughs> sure. Sure. Let me explain hitchless towing. This is Please do. This is from Toyota. Now, let's say first off the bat, it, you're not going to be able to tow your uh, unpowered vehicle this way. <laughs> okay. okay. You're not going to be able to have like a, uh, a, a travel trailer or as the Brits say, a caravan. And then just, you know, not hitch it to your truck and, and have it move along. What this is, is it's hitchless towing, meaning that two cars can be controlled together. In other words, it's just like, you know, remember when they said a tractor trailer, they, we could have four of them tightly in line with each other using right. adaptive cruise control, using, you know, self-driving, all that. That's what we're talking about here. And they say it could be great for rental car companies delivering a car, a repair, 
a, a, a company that repaired your vehicle and they, uh, instead of putting it on a trailer, they could have it follow along behind their car and then electrically disconnect it or electronically disconnect it. That's what they're talking about. Perhaps they used, Toyota used the example of two minivans. They had a, a primary Sienna minivan up front. And then if you have a lot of people to haul, you could have the other one behind it, tracking behind it at a close distance, and you wouldn't have to drive it. That's what hitchless towing is. Could you well, have a boat trailer with a small engine on it and it followed behind you? I guess you could. But it might be easier just to hitch it to the vehicle physically. Well, or if you had an, a, a big uh, motorhome, you could have your spare car uh, drive behind you you could or you could do it the other way you could you could have the motor home drive behind i thought of that the dink, dinky as they call it um yeah you could have you could have that as your car so anything could pull anything really because it's not pulling well, it. the, but, uh, the other vehicle is powering. you know you have new york traffic i have dc traffic how close can it follow before somebody doesn't pull in between you. Yeah, that's a great point. And then do you control their car? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, well, I don't want to get off at that exit. You're getting off at that exit, whether you like <laughs> it or not. <laughs> like, you no, belong to me now. No, I can't control it. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it's interesting. I mean, I can see – here's where I can see this. You know, they have those double tractor trailers, and sometimes they have triples. If, yep. if you had um, a bunch of trailers with an electric motor on it, right, and then you had another vehicle up front that was kind of escorting them, this would work for that, don't you think? Let me get a calculator to add up all the all the reasons not to do this. <laughs> As uh, that, someone said in this article, is this will work really well until it doesn't. I just yeah. picture someone, one of the trailers exiting off an exit while you keep going straight. <laughs> right? <laughs> this is uh, this is high on the list of the what can possibly go wrong uh, side of things. So... Well, well, let's, we'll we'll continue to follow this. We'll follow technology. this te technology. But here's some technology that uh, is interesting, um, and it it comes from uh, Hertz and GM. They are announcing a major EV expansion. They will Hertz will increase uh, the EV component of its fleet, and uh, it will be using GM vehicles, electric GM vehicles from Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, mm -hmm. Cadillac, and Bright Drop, which Bright Drop is interesting. I believe, aren't they the ones that are building the electric vans for Amazon? Uh, yeah. Can I rent an Amazon van? <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, or a, an electric <laughs> van, it would yes, be Yes, you can, as long as you deliver all the packages. Uh, what's interesting here is a lot of these things are volts, which makes me sad because I like the Volt. I hope it's just not being dumped into the fleet, though, you know? Yeah. To, to well, I, you know, this is a great way for people to experience electric vehicles. I, I agree. I always said if you could rent the vehicle and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of times when you go to rent a vehicle, you don't get the exact vehicle you asked for. You know, right. I said, oh, you know, I'm really interested in this car. I'd like to rent it for a weekend and drive it around, give it a real good test. 
you know, it's hard to get the exact car that you want. It is. But uh, an electric vehicle, I think if for someone stepping in, like saying, you know, oh, well, electric vehicles are slow or I don't know how I would feel driving one. If you just wanted to get a vehicle, a Bolt or, or a Bolt EUV or something else, um, I think it would be great. Now, will, will Hertz have electric infrastructure? I guess they will have chargers at their at their oh, destination. Sure. I think sure. that would be great for them just to do for everybody, you know, as another source of chargers, right? Yeah. Um, except most of their locations are at airports and it's pretty inconvenient to, yeah, that's true. You have yeah. to drive over the, you know, the no backing up. Uh, <laughs> you, you can charge your vehicle, but you lose a set of tires. <laughs> That's it. You're not allowed. Well, free, well, let you charge up free, but you're going to have to buy four new tires. Yeah, that always yeah. worried me. That, like, imagine if you're on a hill and they had that and you're in a car with a clutch and it rolls back a little bit. Boom. I just thought, I always thought that was a terrible thing to do. It was just terrible. Like, hey, I'm going to damage your car, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, let's talk a little bit about what Dodge has planned. Uh, you, you know, and I know, and we've talked about this, and probably our audience knows, Dodge is moving away from internal combustion engines, unlike Ford that we talked about last hour. Dodge just, uh, they don't have a lot of electric vehicles. They don't have any electric vehicles. They will get them, but they're not going to be able to build these big Hemis anymore. And so they've come up with these uh, last call cars. I think it's about seven of them. And they are very collectible, are probably very uh, expensive. Talk about markups. Yep. <clears throat> but uh, they have this one here, the Dodge Charger King Daytona in a funky orange color. I love those wheels. Those wheels are really cool looking. The wheels are great. Color, I've never liked. It's going to have orange interior stitching. Although, oh, no, uh, although it's, you know, Halloween is coming up. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is the sixth model. Uh, the seventh and final model will be revealed at SEMA in November, November 1st through 4th. Uh, but this is the um, King Daytona Charger. Now, if you're, if you're more into uh, a, uh, a Challenger, then you have uh, the Ghost Black model, Hemi Black Ghost model, I should say. Only 300 of these will be produced. Sure, you're going to buy that for the sticker, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> yep, there you go. It's got Alcantara and Laguna leather seats, door bolsters, uh, Alcantara steering wheel, uh, and then uh, it is kind of the murdered outlook. It's got the twin nostrils on the on the hood. Pretty cool. Yep. Um, and it will have a commemorative last call underhood plaque. And it comes with your own personalized book of speeding tickets. <laughs> Pre-filled out. <laughs> you may as well just fill them all out before you buy the car. Yeah. A gator skin roof vinyl graphics. I don't know. Vinyl know. roofs. Wow. I guess it's, it's, you know what it is? It's like a, a wrap, 
the partial wrap to simulate a vinyl roof. Yeah, but look how long it's been since vinyl roofs were around. Yeah, it's interesting. But you think about it, a wrap would be a great way to simulate a vinyl yeah. roof. It's painted yeah. underneath. You can peel it off if you want. It shouldn't damage the paint. But collect them all. Seven available, folks. The last call to Dodge yep. Hemis. I bet they're 150 grand each. Yeah. Coming up, plenty more cruise control. We're going to talk tech and Tesla lockouts. Stay tuned. We are live every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control, your on-air automotive magazine. Les was putting in his order for all those last call uh, Hemis. All in orange. Including the uh, ticket book, right, Les? I got the ticket book. Um... Uh, they're all going to be orange with uh, with pumpkin interior. <laughs> Does it have pumpkin spice, like a essence of pumpkin spice? Isn't that yes. armor getting into pumpkin spice? Uh, are you a fan of that? Some people are like freaked no, up by no, it. I, no, I'm, I'm okay with it. Coffee, pumpkin, coffee. I am a coffee aficionado. I want coffee. You like your coffee I want purist. Cream and sugar in it. I don't want flavored coffee. I don't <laughs> want uh, I don't want Cope Luwak coffee. I don't even know what that is. It's the most expensive coffee in the world. You mean it's not about Starbucks? $100 a pound. Starbucks. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's actually it's actually coffee that that uh, the beans have been eaten by a civet cat in Indonesia. And then expelled from the cat, and and it imparts an an unusual (laughs) flavor. This is all true. Uh, Wouldn't it be better just to, like, uh, boil them or something (laughs) rather than doing that? Well, well, you ultimately do boil them. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Imagine that. What do you do, sir? Well, I walk around looking for... I... I have a family of cats out back. And I, I go through their droppings yeah. to, to make coffee. That's right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, <laughs> let's move on to our next story. <laughs> Whoever thought hey. we'd be talking about that. But hey, don't shoot the messenger. Hey, that's I, I have to look it up. I will not be getting a cup of that, though, uh, in no. the morning. Yeah. Um, what if your car... What if your car was sort of like a therapist to you, Les? Well, what do you mean by that, Fred? Uh, how are you feeling about that? that? Yes, how are you feeling today, Mr. Jackson? I noticed you look a bit stressed. Would you like a massage? <laughs> well, you I'm can not get asking. that in I'm the, the car. I'm just pretending to be the voice. Yeah, well, the seat will do that in a lot of cars. Yeah, maybe you'd like some soothing music, too since you look stressed. Well, you you know, we're being silly here, but this is a talking tech segment. Volvo is going to release their EX90, which will be the replacement for their very popular model. All electric, no surprise there. But they want a vehicle that kind of uses artificial intelligence, interior sensors like cameras and things like that, 
to see if you're distracted, stressed, drowsy, or in another state <laughs> that impacts well, your driving. This this is this is a big deal because those characteristics uh, equal a large percentage of crashes. Well, I saw a guy that stopped for a light and started smashing his head into the steering wheel. Would the camera, would the, would the system say, you seem to be having a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> I suggest shutting off the yeah, engine yeah. and pulling over or turning That's off right. the ignition. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about manufacturers potentially having to have um, a system where uh, if you're drunk, it detects it and shuts down the vehicle. Yep. Uh, could potentially be a requirement for vehicles down down the line, j just the same as a backup camera. Uh, but is this the extension of that? You know, maybe you're looking at your phone too much, and it will uh, it will sense signs of cognitive distraction. Um, yeah, or if you're a chronic tailgater, the phone says. You obviously didn't pay attention to high school physics, did you? <laughs> I'm slamming the brakes on. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. I mean, the industry is trying to get to a point where there are no traffic deaths or no accidents. And, uh, yep. And you look at traffic fatalities. Good news is they've declined for the first time since 2020. 2020 was when people were over the top crazy. Terrible year. 2021 wasn't much better. No, but 2020, I think, was the advent of people racing each other on the street and cutting in and out. I never yeah. saw that. But you, you look at some of these numbers, and it, it's a real issue. You don't think of how many people die in a car crash. But uh, from April through June... Uh, of 2021, I believe. Yeah, April noon. Um, 10,590 people died in car crashes, and others were injured, obviously. I don't have that number. There's been a slight decline in that, but when we talk about these systems for, you know, I have your back and I'm monitoring you, you seem upset or you're driving poorly, uh, you know, it's good. I mean, some people just drive poorly. Do you ever notice that? They some just, people drive poorly. They can't uh, other track people, their car. They can't. That is exactly right. Yeah. Uh, people fall asleep. Right. Uh, of course, you, you and I and everyone else are behind somebody every day where you can see right through their window that they're they're texting or, or reading emails yeah. as they're driving. I was behind a guy where... The speed was constantly going down, and he would go over into the yep. uh, shoulder and then jerk back. And then, oh, I, like, I watched this, and I thought, man, if I was a cop, I would light this guy up and say, yep, are you driving or are you doing <laughs> doing your your laundry in here or something, you know? I mean, you could, you know he was on his phone. but it, Sure. He, and he, each time you go further and further into the shoulder. And I thought, he's just going to mm. roll the car. It's going to roll off. There was no guardrail. He's just going to roll it off, and it's going to go upside down. And he'll probably still be texting. Something happened. I don't know what happened. It seems, seems upside down. Yeah. But, mm. yeah, definitely. He would have gotten a distracted driving uh, summons for that because I would have said, I've been watching you for two miles. And... You know, it's not right. 
Anyway, but these systems could call you out on it and say you seem to be having trouble staying in your lane. You know, is there an issue? So, yeah, interesting, in interesting technology. Uh, this is also interesting, too. Uh, BMW has said it wants to limit the range of electric vehicles on purpose. And before people go all crazy and say, oh, they're trying to control where you can drive and that, they are limiting them to 621 miles. <laughs> that's, that's, pretty, yeah. that's pretty good. Because, <clears throat> like, even a, a hybrid car, I, got, I had one in not that long ago. It was a, a Toyota Camry hybrid, 475 miles of range in a full tank. That's amazing. Which is, that's spectacular, as opposed to the Mini I had uh, two weeks ago, which had a range of 100 miles. Yeah. I have to say, for me, even a range of 250 is kind of iffy. I want more. It's iffy. I would like I would like a 400 to 450 mile range electric vehicle. I don't need 621. Yeah, well, uh, I got real aggravated with 100. 100 um, is is dicey because you're always just, below 100. And everywhere you go in in our areas, uh, you're throwing, you know, you're pu you're putting on 40 or 50 miles. Right, so you're halfway there. Yeah. Yeah. So that this is uh, what just was inadequate. BM, well, certainly six twenty one would be adequate for me. Six twenty one, uh, my gosh, there aren't many gas fueled vehicles that do six hundred and twenty one miles. Maybe a diesel, maybe a diesel would. I would diesel? say it's the only thing. Yeah. Um, well, they're saying about their Gen Six batteries, uh, BMW. They'll give you thirty percent more range than their current Gen Five. Uh, and they, they're going to stick to that 621-mile range. They don't need more than that, they think. No. And, and they'll be able to charge 30% quicker on DC chargers than their contemporary counterparts, meaning they will support super-fast charging. Um, and that's kind of going to be the future, I think, for a while, topping off, you know. Uh, that's yeah. what I did with my electric car, but I did it with a 110-volt uh, charger. Um and I just kept topping it off, and I knew it was only getting five miles an hour. But if <laughs> was, I do it, my, if yeah. I do it over, the, I I can get thirty-five, forty miles. That's not bad of range. That's what I did with the mini every night. Yeah. Uh, I just left it on overnight. I was getting three miles per, <laughs> per hour per hour of charging. They they only draw twelve amps. Most yes, of these. twelve amps. That's what this uh, with this yeah. GV sixty did. Uh, which is essentially the EV6 um, with uh, a lot lot nicer features. So um, there is a Chinese company, though, that says they are going to build the fastest charging vehicle ever. And we will tell you about that after the break. Uh, could we be getting to the same time to charge a battery as it is to fill your tank? Well, I don't know. We'll talk about that. When we come back on Cruise Control, Fred Staub... Les Jackson, we will be right back. Cruise Control is your on-air automotive magazine. Check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. 
You're there. Welcome. <laughs> hey, hi, Fred. Hello, Les. Um, <laughs> we were talking about electric vehicles. You and I had some experience with them most recently. One of the things is you got to find a charger and you got to mm -hmm. wait there while you charge it. Wouldn't it be nice if they could charge up at the speed of tanking up a gas car, right? Well, someday, someday. that will be true. Now, uh, Zipeng, the Zipeng G9 SUV from China, says it will be the world's fastest charging electric vehicle. They're claiming mm -hmm. to add 124 miles of range in five minutes, and it goes on sale in China and Europe starting in October with a price of $43,800. Okay. What do you think? 436-mile uh, range on the long-range model? Um, <laughs> well, first, I wouldn't buy one for lots of reasons. Yeah, it's not uh, going to be offered in the U.S., I don't think. Well, no. Uh, I, I mean, I would worry about the, the service uh, ability yeah. of something from China, you know, without a large dealer network. Um also, uh, um, there are plenty of electric vehicles that charge, give you about, what, 60, 80 miles in five minutes. Five minutes or is it 15 or with a, with a level three charger, yeah. which you'll find on the interstates. Yeah. Uh, the idea, too, is topping off, you know, that you're, you're going to top off your battery. And that that's, I think, kind of with if you're taking a trip. You don't charge mm -hmm. it all the way. You hit it for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, get what you can, and then get, you know, eat a sandwich and uh, get back on the road, right? Well, that's right. But um, that goes against, I always want to have a full tank, as full as possible here. of gas. I always fill it up, even if I'm down like, you know, a half tank or whatever even three-quarter tank I, i'll just sometimes just go in and top it off so i have a full tank right so yeah let's do and as the tesla turns huh oh i live for it frankly <laughs> uh. <laughs> this has to do with an owner uh, it was a, yeah. a video i believe on tiktok i don't really go on tiktok but it was an owner that bought uh, a new Model S in 2013 found he could not, he, it had, he got a warning that said high voltage battery warning. He could not get in the car. He could not unlock the car, right? So. Well, that's, uh, that's an issue. That's an issue. He, some, he sold it. He sold it and the guy had to take the front end of the car apart to somehow get in. Uh, and the guy basically, uh, they looked at the vehicle. What had caused the problem is a poor design, Tesla design, with an air conditioning vent went right into the top of the battery pack and corroded it out. So dumping hmm. water on a battery is not a great idea, is it? Well, it probably rotted the wood that it that the battery was <laughs> tie wrapped to. But the zip tie stayed. The zip ties yeah, from the zip, zip tie lasted, but the wood rotted in the air. Yeah, well, you're referring to the time we did the story where someone opened mm -hmm. their took a panel off their Tesla and they found like wood molding, <laughs> you know, furring strips <laughs> like just broken <laughs> off with zip ties holding something something on. Um, 
<clears throat> he says he's done. Tesla's out of his life. He'll never buy another one. That, hey, now there's that's the type of reports you want, right? That's right. Um, and then here's another thing. One million Tesla vehicles are recalled because the window can pinch your hand. This is stuff that the last time they had a recall for that was a BMW in 2003. Why are they, why are they yeah. having problems with basic stuff like this? Yeah, you just all cars, well, except Tesla, have a pressure transducer on the window motor. And if it if it reaches, you know, it's for children. And if it reaches the 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 pressure that it would that would be required to break your hand, it goes back down. Right. Sort of uh well, kind of like a garage door, I guess, huh? Yeah, it's similar. I've actually <laughs> I've actually tested it with your head and, and <laughs> not with my head. I did it with my hand and it, it pushes pretty hard before it releases. Not on a Tesla. I wouldn't try that. <laughs> and they would just keep going until your hand they would was... just cut the fingers off. Yeah. And with the motor, <laughs> just keep pushing <laughs> on, um, you know, and then they talk about a recall and, uh, Musk says that's an outdated term. He doesn't like using the term yeah. recall. Well, uh, because he'll just tweak the software, do an over-the-air upgrade. Well, why doesn't he just do it then before it gets to a recall? Yeah. Uh, so that that's kind of a, abbreviated as the Tesla turns. But I love the fact of having a car that is battery-powered. It's not that old, 2013. You can't get into it, and because of a flaw, it it destroyed the batteries. And I think they just told him, well, you want to replace the battery? It's $20,000, yeah. you know, 20. That, that's just, you know, come on. And they and this is a problem. They just but but who's engineering these things? If I mean, it's very easy to route a drain around the battery, isn't it? Like if you're Once building again, something in your house and you saw. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's going to drop water on an electrical panel. You wouldn't just yeah. say, "Oh, well, yeah, that's it." You would Again, get some hose and route it around it. We've we've talked about this for years that you know that these are silly problems that the industry solved in the seventies, and Tesla just uh, doesn't. I don't get so, it. So I don't get it. Well, well, here's something completely different. <laughs> you know, Ford <laughs> built their uh, Godzilla engine, the 7.3. Right. It's actually used as a truck engine, but they have a, a crate motor version of it uh, with 430 horsepower. They say it's great to drop into an old Mustang. <laughs> wow. I'm sure. Um, and it is a pushrod engine, just a big V8, right? Now they're going to, uh, they've, uh, according to CarBuzz, they have already um, trademarked the name Megazilla, and that they're going to put out a twin turbocharged version of this as a crate motor. Hmm. How will that be? That would be nice in your um, Fox body I Mustang. I don't think you could get it into an old Mustang. If you use a big hammer and an even bigger hammer, you might be able no to. No hood. No hood. Well, it's funny. They showed the development vehicle, which is a Mustang, 
a current and it has this giant wedge thing on the front of it <laughs> <laughs> to fit it in the hood. I was like, I would just take the hood off oh. for for the time being because that looks stupid, you know. But uh, they did manage to jam it in, but it, you're definitely going to need a different hood, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. What a what a uh, what an engine though. That will be interesting, won't it? It would be cool. This, you know, way back in the early 60s when you had the big engines, the Chevy 409 and the Ford 406, those were all truck engines that they yeah. modified over to cars. Well, let's face it. Even the current Corvette engine is based. You buy it. Yeah. There's a different uh, tune and that, but it's it's what goes in pickups. You know, they make one V8. Right. And the Viper. Viper uh, was V10 a ten was truck well, engine. Well, they they had a, a standard tune V10 engine. Mm -hmm. um, was that called the Copperhead, if I remember correctly? Is that what that was? I don't know whether that was the Viper name for it or if that was the truck version of it. But yeah, V10. They used to have it. Pretty cool, Megazilla. Get the yeah. T-shirt. There you go. Hey, we hope you've enjoyed this edition of Cruise Control. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com and on our social media platforms or YouTube page and more. Time for me to say I'm Fred Staub. I'm Les Jackson. We're going to see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control streams live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. Watch us live on Facebook and YouTube. Details are in this podcast's episode information.